0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show, that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life. With the man who's done it for many. Our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. Hey, you know what? Um, This is the first show of the year. Happy New Year to everybody for 2024. Uh, We're going to make 2024 even better than than 2023 just because the world is changing so fast and people need relevant information just to stay on top of this stuff. So, what I would like for you to do, uh, do us a favor, go to closingthewealthgap.coach and hit that follow button. If you like our content, if you want to keep us on the air, do us a favor, go to closingthewealthgap.coach, hit the follow button. Also, I have a digital business card. Tyrone Coach. Download it, uh, put it on your phone. You have access to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As a matter of fact, if, if you don't want to type in Tyrone Coach, just type in, type in TF.coach. If your phone is in your hand right now and you like doing sending text messages, text Tyrone French to 36260. Again, that's Tyrone French, 36260. Now that all the business stuff is out of the way. Uh, We're going to get right into it. I got one of my good friends here from over 40 years, uh, Force Master Chief Petty Officer Christopher L. Penton, United States Navy, retired. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing real good there,
0: <laughs> sir. <laughs> man, it's always good talking to you. It's never a dull moment. A lot of times, man, I'll, I'll say something and you'll finish my sentence and I'll you'll say something I'll finish your sentence and it's just that we're on the same wavelength when we start talking about veterans and veterans issues. And that was one of the things I, I've always admired about you, because even when we met in boot camp back in 1981, September the 2nd, September the 2nd, 1981, you were always focused. You were always it's like, this is what I want to do. French, this this is what I want to do. And so out of all the people that were in the class with us, I knew that you were gonna hit your goals, that you were gonna hit your marks because you just had that, you had that passion back then. And you know what's changed over the last 40 years? Nothing.
1: Not, <laughs> no, not a thing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you about it though, French. Boot camp. Now, I was 21 years old. Most people in boot camp were 18. Right. So the reason why. I was more focused when I came in is because I had went to vocational school and took up welding Okay. and yeah. I had drove all the way from Bogaloosa, Louisiana to California and then you know so I knew what I didn't want to do right most people came to boot camp didn't know what they w- did not want to do yeah so I was focused because I was older
0: right well the one thing I knew I, w- I needed to do based on basic training was get my butt out at South Central
1: L.A. That's the one thing I knew. And the funny thing about it is, you joined the Navy at which recruiting station? uh, Manchester in Vermont. And I joined at Manchester in Vermont. Yes. I joined on a Wednesday, took the test on a Thursday, and Friday, I had a toothache. And my stepmom gave me a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know there was a Tylenol 3 with codeine in it. Okay. I got the boot camp on that Monday, and I. I, well, you got the picture of me. I am I was 5'2", 112 pounds. Wow. So a Tylenol with codeine in it showed up in my system. Okay. So they, they brought me in on the first day, and they said, we got good. I was almost out of the company. You didn't even know this. No, I knew. They said, we got good news and we got bad news. The good news is you pop positive. I said, what's the bad news? They said that the bad news is you pop positive. I said, what's the good news? They said you pop positive, but it was low enough that we need a letter. Right. So yeah. I called my stepmom in L.A. on Vermont and 95th, and she worked at huge aircraft. She was an engineer from Arkansas. Okay. And she wrote a letter. She said, to whom it may concern, if you keep this guy in the Navy, I promise you. She didn't know me. She only knew me for two months. She said, I promise you he would do something great. Yeah. It kept me in the navy. You, you knew that? Yeah. Well, I, I
0: knew the story after the fact. I knew, something, I knew something was going on as far as, you know, how you were basically, uh, you, your demeanor changed. You know, your, your demeanor changed a little bit. So I knew something was going on about that. But i tell you what. Everybody has that story about how they almost got out because mine was the swimming pool. Right. Everything was going well until I hit that swimming pool. And once I hit that swimming pool, it was like I got to the platform, I jumped off, and I didn't know how to swim. But what I wasn't gonna do, what I wasn't gonna do is let that pool stop me.
1: So all I can remember was was going down to the bottom of the pool. Well, let me help you out. I was there, I'm gonna tell you what happened. (laughs) You went down to the bottom of the pool and they stuck this pole in your chest. Yes. And they said, just hold on to it, we'll put you aside. You start climbing up the pole, so the guy handed you the pole. Yeah, and I'm saying to myself, "I got a waiver, I got the, and I got to get in the pool." <laughs> so, Brent, you was just dealing with the pool. I was dealing with the pool. They had so many brothers. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, after that, what was like the third or fourth day, we went to the pool. We had about you got 80 people in the company. Yeah, we had at least 60 of them. That stayed behind in it because they couldn't swim. Right, they couldn't swim. They couldn't float. Right. So we figured out that only thing you do if you teach me how to do something, I can do it. Right. So everybody in that in that stand the next week was swimmers. Right. Well, actually,
0: what they ended up doing was bringing the Navy SEALs out. Yeah. And we ended up for me, my swim um, remedial was for, for, for a week, and at the end of the week, I really didn't think I was proficient enough to pass that test. But to make a long story short, I got past it. And for me, it was almost like a sigh of relief because I knew that I wasn't going back to where I came from. Right. And all I, I was so motivated to just keep going that my my entire maybe career was predicated upon me just overcoming obstacles, overcoming obstacles. So one of the reasons why, I mean, this show is closing the wealth gap. When we talk about financial issues on on this on this panel, on this show, but a lot of that, a lot of people on active duty and which transfer or translate into veterans don't really understand the benefits and the rewards and the um, what the the, the the head start that they're getting over a lot of uh, the civilians. And so I want to touch on uh, just on a few of those things, because, again, when I was on active duty, I uh, got paid every two weeks and I was spending money like it was just like it like it. You know, it was just going out of style because I knew I was going to get paid again. And so I got into that cycle of getting paid, being broke, getting paid, being broke. But over your career, you have to slow down because eventually you got to make a decision. Am I going to stay in the military or am I going to get out of the military? And a lot of people are having put they haven't put themselves or placed themselves in the position to
1: get out of the military because they're on that negative cycle. Yeah. But the bottom line is every veteran have money in their pocket don't realize. It. I'm gonna tell you why. If you understand your benefits, you understand you have money in your pocket. Right. Because a veteran can go down to the county building and go in there and say, "This is a one time deal. I'm here. I don't have nothing to eat. I'm homeless. I got a voucher for a house. Can I get a voucher to get something to eat?" And the, the the county of L.A. will give you a voucher. To get you something to eat. Right. But veterans don't know that. They would lay out, they would ask me at the bus stop, hey, I ride the bus everywhere I go. Why? Because I want to. Right. You meet people. Right. Guy asked me, he said, can you buy me something to eat? I said, can you buy me something to eat? After he told me he was a veteran, he said, I don't have no money. I said, yes, you do. Go right. to the county building. Right. Five days later, he saw me. He said, man, not only did I go to the county building and got food, but somebody on the way out told me, About my benefits from the VA. So it's not about getting something. It's about somebody telling you your benefits and you spreading it. Well,
0: here's the thing. I want to share this because I was thinking about you one day and I was watching this movie called Carrier. It was a PBS documentary. And I'm just flipping through the channels and all of a sudden I see PBS and I see Carrier and I'm watching this program and who do I see on television? PBS. (laughs) Force Master Chief Petty Officer Christopher L. Penton putting the putting his stick down <laughs> you know just totally in command i said wow i hadn't hadn't heard about this i hadn't seen his brother in a long time so i get on facebook and lo and behold you in california not just in california but in long beach california and so one of the conversations one of the first conversations we had was french have you applied for your va benefits and i said no i haven't and you looked at me with a look that I'll never forget. It wasn't a look of disgust. It was almost like, man, how many times do I have to have this conversation with these brothers, with these veterans? So you told me, and I said, man, so I don't want to deal with that. I don't need it. Uh, It'll be a waste of time for me. I don't want to go through that process. And you said, French, it's not about necessarily having the benefits. What you want as a small business owner, you want that designation. And that's when everything clicked for me. Now, yeah, it took me two years. It was a two-year process to get my benefits. They were going back and forth, back and forth. But once I got those benefits, it was almost like the floodgates opened. And what I would like for a lot of veterans to understand is that I don't want you to get to the point where you have to be in need. Where you have to be homeless, where you have to depend on these benefits, because coming right out of the military, you can plug yourself into that process, to whereas now you're being compensated to even find a job. Right. Also, uh, you got a third party, which is the VA, um, they call it Veterans Readiness and Employment. You got a third party out there now that would actually find a job for you based on your criteria, based on your personality, based on. Uh, based on your skill set and not not to say that, you know, you found the job so that you can have money coming in. But, no, you found a career or something that you love
1: to do that you're being compensated at. For me, there's no better feeling. Let me tell you, French, I'm at a stage in my life. I just turned 63 years old. I get Social Security. OK, now I'm right. not telling now I'm not telling anybody this for them to be calling me talking about oh you you got all your teeth in your mouth. Can I talk to you? No, no. I got, I get Social Security, and I get retirement from the military. Right. I get 75%. You get 50% of your base pay if you do 20 years. Okay. You get 75% of your base pay if you do 30. Okay. Okay, that's base pay. Then I get disability. I'm at 90% disability. Okay. Disability to some mean, oh, you handicapped. No, disability means my ankle may go out quicker than your ankle. Cause you because you're 63 that... all all the weight I carry around on my shoulder. Yes. So get that. And these are not handouts. These, these are, are not, entitlements. These are entitlements because I did the time. Yeah. So I do the time, give me my money. Yeah. So my point
0: is, and what you're making a valid point to whereas a lot of people at 60, you know, 63, 65, or whatever, they may have one source of income, a lot of best, which is Social Security. Based on your military career, you got a retirement and you have a disability. You know what we call that? Multiple streams of income.
1: And I'm going to tell you another thing I have that you can't put a price on. I got health and dental care for the rest Absolutely. of my life. So if you add that, my wife, Ms. Gladys harris Penn, passed away uh, three years ago. She was in the military. Mm-hmm. She had Tricare. I had Tricare. Because we had Tricare, she had to have a double lung transplant at Vanderbilt Hospital. Wow. They only did it in four locations, Houston, Vanderbilt, and North Carolina. So uh, you already know that's a Cadillac. Right. So her surgery was a couple of million dollars. Her medication was like $5,000 a pill. So you cannot put a price on what you need. In life, you're in three situations. You either in a situation, coming out of a situation or about to go into one, and don't realize it. Right. That's why you need medical and life. Right. Right.
0: And you know what you just said? People don't really, we call it co- um, counting the cost. Um, um, some people go bankrupt because even though they have health insurance, the plan that they have or the, the provider won't cover the medical uh, issue uh, that they need to have addressed. So they're coming out of pocket. They're refinancing in their homes and all these other kind of stuff. Whereas it got to, it got to the point where it was so bad that now they passed the law to where Your medical issues don't, don't reflect on your credit report. So having medical and having dental as
1: a senior, it to me is priceless, priceless. And then I did 30 years in the Navy. So I'm untouchable. I mean, I got an income coming in. I got medical and I got dental. The only thing I'm careful for every day is make sure I don't trip and fall over and hang myself on the golf course. On the golf course, <laughs> and I play golf left-handed and right-handed. And only been playing golf three years. You man, I tell you
0: what, if I ever want to track you down and, and try to figure out where where Penn is, all I got to do is go to the
1: golf course. But you got to figure out which golf course. Which golf course? At, at what time of day? I may be out there at night with some glowing dog ball. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, uh, I just
0: recently found out about, it used to be called called, uh, 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 vocational rehab, vocational rehabilitation. Uh, They changed it to Veterans uh, Readiness and Employment. And I just found out, just based on on my level of disability, um, that they would send me to school and pay for it and give me a monthly check uh, in the process. And again, it's just finding out what's available to veterans and utilizing those benefits. And so, I went to uh, va.gov. I submitted an application. They came back and said, "Hey, you, you, you know, you, your application was approved. We're going to set you up with a vocational rehabilitation counselor, and we're going to find out what your entitlement is." And so, after it was about a thirty-minute conversation. Uh, went through the, the the you know the checks and the balances and the council said congratulations you're entitled to these benefits um and it's a, it's a school that I would have gladly paid for out of my pocket but it's not necessary and so I'm going to take that same training get the same certifications and now going to these military installations and providing the counseling providing the knowledge providing the information to people on active duty so that when they transfer over to the veteran side you don't have that that huge that huge gap because a lot of veterans tend to fall through that gap whether it's whether it's a year or two years or three years and getting them the information to whereas they feel good about uh, applying for the benefits. Because a lot of veterans, again, what they'll say is, uh, you know what, there's somebody, you know, they don't have their legs or they don't have their
1: arms. I'd rather give it to them. I'd rather give it to them. But the money, the, the government have money for all of us yes. veterans. Yes. I'm going to tell you what I just did. Because I was on aircraft care with all the jet fuel, because yes. I was on a mine sweeper with all the fume, and because I grew up in Bogalusa with the paper mill. Yes. I put in a request to have the VA do a detox and just got approved for $70,000. Mm. And it's none, drugs. Or, it's just to pull all that smut out of your body. Yes. And I was a welder. I told you I was yes. a welder. Yes. So in about two days, either today, tomorrow, sometime next week, I'll be going to this course. It's about two months. Okay. And when I finish... I, I'm 63 years old. When they pull all this stuff out of me, 100. They, they already guarantee me I'm gonna be living <laughs> to at least 100. So anything somebody if somebody want to fast forward some money, want me to invest 100, <laughs> give it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I tell you what, man. Like I said, um, there's just so many different opportunities and so many resources that's available to a lot of veterans. It's just it it blows my mind. As a matter of fact, um, there's a program. It's what a um, a town hall meeting
1: yeah. coming up in Long Beach. What is that going to be about? I'm going to read the flyer as such: VA Long Beach Healthcare System in-person veteran town hall Wednesday, January twenty-fourth, five thirty to six thirty p.m. At the VA Medical Center, building 165, room D101, the egg. We want to hear from you. Anybody, any veteran or any family member that have a problem or any friend of a veteran need to go to this town hall. Yeah. They're going to have more room and food for everybody. We can only give you the information. You right. can give it directly to them right. on the 24th. Right. You know, another thing, a lot
0: of veterans, what they don't do is their due diligence based on. They could have been veterans, and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of, and I hate to even talk about it, but a lot of veterans in our peer group, you know, they're passing away right now. And a lot of their family members don't even understand what their DD-214 is. Making sure that they have this particular paperwork so that when they call or they're dealing with their funeral directors to whereas uh, having a military funeral being compensated by the military. A lot of spouses don't even know that because their 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 husband that served in the military when he passed away. Now, a lot of those benefits will
1: pass over to her as long as she remains single, unmarried. unmarried. And what they don't realize is that the military is supposed to give you about twenty five hundred dollars back for burial. Yeah, what well, twenty five? Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred dollars. If yes. you send in the paperwork in, yes, I sent that in for my wife, and they disapproved it. So, I got to deal with. I got to resubmit that. And they also would pay you to be a healthcare. Say you got somebody that's uh, on plantive care. Yeah, or a hospital. A uh, caregiver. Or you want to? Yeah, you want to be a caregiver. Yeah, they don't even have to have a, a, a terminal illness. You can apply if you're a military member to be the. Caregiver, caregiver of the spouse. That's right, but they don't but know. They don't know. They don't know. They sit in the house complaining about not having money, but sitting there and could be making money by watching them. Absolutely. Why they watch Jerry Springer?
0: And you know, another benefit a lot of veterans don't tend to get is the uh, the disability uh, placard or the license plate for their vehicles. Not only do they not only do they qualify for it at hundred percent, but here's the other deal: you don't have to pay that registration fee. In ca- in the state of California, with with that with that license plate, you no longer have to pay that registration fee. Plus, you get a pla- a placard for your caregiver,
1: for one car. Yeah, for a, one car. For one car, and you don't have to pay property tax on your house. Yes. And another thing people don't realize is the license plate. My uncle, my my mom raised her four, one brother, and three sisters. Yeah. My uncle, license plate, he's from Oklahoma. He served in Vietnam. This is license plate. Look it up. The Well, you don't Don't give his license plate number No, one. no, no. The, the bronze star, the silver star, the purple heart, that's what's on his license plate. Okay. That's it. That's all that's on his license plate. Hmm. And you got to verify that Do your service record to have that on your license plate. Yeah. Because those are the three of the most uh, heroic... Uh, heroic. Heroic... Uh awards you can have yes. in the military. Yes. Now, his nephew have six meritorious service medals and a Legion of marriage. In, hmm. in my world, you call that a full house. Okay. Well, again, the, uh, just having the
0: benefit of knowing that you don't have to pay for your registration fee every single year. And you're medical. And, and you're medical. And you Also, again, with a lot of veterans passing away in their 60s and 70s and 80s, um, just knowing, like, let's say if you're not 100%, uh, disabled um, and let's say you didn't qualify for dental at a hundred percent let's say uh, you know you didn't you didn't you didn't get the life insurance policy when you were young and all of a sudden now you got sick and you can't qualify for the life insurance well just because you're not a, a high-rated disabled veteran does not mean that you can't get life insurance and get dental you can get life insurance and get dental through the va yeah and with me being a, a, a licensed life insurance agent in the state of California, when I looked at those prices, um, they're comparable to, to any other plan that's out there in the market. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why a veteran should pass away without having life insurance and making sure that the burial is in place. And also, um, you get your taxes done. If you're at a certain level based on your tax bracket, you can get your, you can get your taxes done for free. It's just there's so many benefits to being a veteran and i look at it as far as you know a lot of times you could have been a multi-millionaire living in the united states you got, you, you own your own business you, you're considered a millionaire so you have a lot of things that you can afford to buy because you have the the, the means to do it but with a lot of veterans you don't have to be a quote-unquote millionaire to have a millionaire lifestyle because now what you have you have income you, yeah, have a, you have a perpet- You have a perpetual income coming in every single month with a cost of living adjustment. i got clients that will put up uh, five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars just to get back thirty five hundred, thirty five, thirty five hundred dollars uh, a month. Which is comparable to a veteran that's one hundred percent
1: disabled with 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 dependents with a cost of living allowance. But let me give you the definition of a veteran. This is what people don't understand. The, the definition of a veteran is anybody that raised their hand at maps and swore to defend the country, that's a veteran. Just because you did two hours or two, or 20 years or 30 years, go ask. Well, actually, the regulation is one day. You got to do a day. So, okay, a day. I stand corrected for the second time in my entire life. <laughs> the first time I, I was wrong is when I delivered myself. <laughs> hey, but anyway, back to the subject. But, French. A lot of people think just because they did two days in the Navy, they don't qualify for benefits. They right. do. They do. They do. They just don't know. They just don't know. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, um, there's a lot of misconceptions going around, going around right now about, um, you know, uh, immigrants and illegal immigrants or illegal, uh, illegal immigration. The United States is having a problem. And what I'm about to tell people, just sit back and and just listen to what I'm about to tell you right now. Because the United States have a problem, a recruitment problem. And none of the services are hitting their numbers. And so when you look at a lot of immigrants that are coming into the country right now, and matter of fact, the media is starting to broadcast it. They're putting out just a little bit. What they're saying is a lot of these guys and a lot of these women are coming in, and they're military-aged. They're within that military-age group. What a lot of people, what, what you're going to start seeing is a lot of these immigrants are going to start joining the military. Why? Because we got to fill those ranks. And the thing is, it is a path to citizenship. It's a path to citizenship. So a lot of people are going to do it. So, again, now you got somebody that came from a faraway country. They, they're, in the mili- they're in the United States. They joined the military now they get all the benefits that's afforded to them and their family on active duty and then once they get out they become a citizen and now they have they, they have access to all these veteran benefits and we're talking about medical dental housing
1: education benefits the whole kit and caboodle and the funny thing about it french if anybody complain about it you let an immigrant in, then, do you want to go serve in the military? We got a recruiting problem because they don't want to. Serve. They Americans don't want to serve. So, don't, want to serve. So don't even talk to me. Talk to the hands because the ears will <laughs> stop listening. OK, line up behind him if you want to join the military, not don't talk to somebody else. Right. For entertainment purposes. Well, look what happened in Florida. They passed those strict
0: immigration laws. And the day that they, the day after they passed those laws, it was a ghost town. Nobody, were doing, no, nobody was doing those jobs. So, again, they people talk that talk about, you know, e-certify and we don't want, you know, immigrants here,
1: yada, yada, yada. But Americans don't want to do those jobs. I'm going to tell you what my birth certificates say. Christopher Lawrence Penton, Negro. Who got Negro on their birth certificate? So <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is we all immigrants. My eyes are green, blue, and gray. If that don't say immigrant, what does it say? Oh, the doctor told me you got calories. I said if Taylor Swift had blue eyes, they nice. A black man got blue eyes, he got (laughs) calories. And I'm dark. But what's your point? My point is, what was my point? What was the subject? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about immigrants. No, I'm an immigrant. You're right. If you can't prove... Go to what's that? But we're all immigrants. We all immigrant. What's that? Twenty uh, three. Twenty three and me, Mitchell. If you don't believe you're immigrant, go home, lock yourself in the room, drop a little blood on there, and figure out who you are. And either it' gonna be some screaming going on, or you' are gonna walk out in there with a better attitude about other people. Yeah, we all immigrants.
0: But I tell you, it's just it's just getting to the pe- the point where people need to wake up to what's really going on. And when they really, I mean, people talk about the United States and we, we, you know, we're the land that are free, the home of the brave and we're the, the richest nation in the world. And you're afforded to, to have these freedoms or freedom of speech or the Second Amendment. But those things are not free. We got to fight to keep those things. And, and you're not going to do it by having a military that can't keep the recruiting standards,
1: the pool, the, the, the a watered down. Pool of recruits. Yes, as long as they're your son and my son and my daughter, they're okay with it. They don't want their son, they're going to Harvard, MIT, to serve in the sovereign military, unless they're an officer. But they don't understand to be an officer, you got to have a whole lot of other people underneath. Right. The Titanic didn't go down because of the water, because of the, the iceberg that hit it on top. It went down because of the iceberg that hit it where? Below the waterline. Below line. the waterline. Yeah. So the bottom line is, we, have, we all have an investment in this world. At, in this country, but, well, let's say this country. Okay, this country. But from a military perspective, we're talking better in this world because our arms reach far and wide. So why not make a difference? We on the same team. True. H- human race. We only fight against each other. Yeah. And you, if you ask me about the flag, I was the flag for 30 years. Do I believe in the national anthem? No, because it doesn't talk to me. It's the home of the brave. When, when they were making that, we wasn't even a whole human being. So tell me about the Let's remix it. Put me in it. When you put me in a new remix, Star-Splanker Manor, then you got me in the game. Until then, <laughs> game over.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. It's it's always a delight talking to you. I like uh, the, perspective, the perspective that you bring to the table. Um, but you served as a force command master chief petty officer in the United States Navy you were in charge not just of aircraft carrier but entire battle groups and that battle group even has submarines within that battle group so there was thousands of people that was under your command and every the one thing I know about you is you're going to be Christopher L. Penton today, tomorrow and next week. And yesterday and yesterday. So you, I know you, you fought for every, nobody's giving you anything. You fought for everything that you have and to be able to, and even with me in my military service and, and going into being an entrepreneur, um, the reason I was able to become an entrepreneur is because of my background in the military, the, the skills and the, the schools and, the, and the, the, the leader. I mean, just everything that encompassed the military is helped me to succeed today. So I'm thankful for that. But what the, if I could change anything based on perceptions, it's just like you just said. Uh, we're all in this thing together. And we're going to live or we're going to die together as one. And so we might as well, if we got to be here, we might as well make it enjoyable for everybody.
1: Everybody can get a piece of the pie. Like they said, like I say, a man can't keep his foot on your neck. And I know I'm using incorrect. Watch this. A man can't keep his foot on your neck unless you're laying down. Yeah. I've never seen a man or woman with a foot on somebody's neck and they both were standing up.
0: Yeah exactly
1: now about by time about by time somebody figured that out they be scratching their head right now what, what, did, you, what did you say i don't know <laughs> well, I,
0: I tell you what i would love to keep this conversation going but we're at the end we're at the end of the uh, the show what i want people to do again if you like this content if you like this conversation that we had today go to closingthewealthgap.net hit that follow button also Download my free app. It's a, it's a free digital business card. Uh, You'll have my entire business in the palm of your hand. Just go to tyronefrench.coach. If your phone, if your phone is in your hand right now, just text Tyrone to 36260. Shoot me an email. If you got a question, if you got a topic that you'd like for me to talk about, just go to tyronefrench.com, T-Y-R-O-N-E-F-R-E-N-C-H.com, and love to have a conversation about it. We're going to keep this thing going because we're having conversations that a lot of people just don't want to have. They just don't want to think about it. And just like, you know, a veteran dying without a will or dying without a trust or dying, uh, not having, being able to uh, do the estate planning, you know, as far as working all your life for, to accumulate all this stuff. And then at the end of the day, you pass on and you leave, you, you end up, you know, your family end up with nothing. So we're going to continue to have these conversations over and over. We're going to have you to come back. And like I said, Um, I love what I do, um, but I don't know everything. So what I'd like for people to do, you know, call in, shoot us an email, give me a text message. And, you know, some of the things that you want to hear us talking about, you know, we'd we'd love to have that dialogue.
1: You better call somebody. Call Tyrone.
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you what. uh, We're at the end of the episode right now. And um, just remember, Tyrone French is... Closing the Wealth Gap. That's our show for this week, Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.